Happy Friday, everybody. This is Steph Lee, the founder of Host Agency Reviews, and you are tuning in for the Friday 15. And if you're new to the Friday 15, that means every Friday at 12 p.m. Central Time, we go ahead and answer your industry questions. And why today is especially exciting is because usually it's just me by myself talking to myself, and that's not very fun. Today, I've got Maureen on with me, which is the newest hard team member. Hello, Maureen. Hello. How are you? Good. I'm I'm really glad not to be alone anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so we are picking Maureen's brain, too. So Maureen comes to us with, what, like 15, 20 years of experience yes. in the travel industry? Yep. She's actually more experienced than me, everybody. So um, we're going to have her on and she's going to help do the Friday 15s either with me or sometimes by herself too. So let's um, jump into the questions that have come in. So let's see. Our first one comes in from Lisa and Lisa says, um, hi, all I've been reading and searching, but unable to find the answer to my question. I understand that a travel agent will be eligible for commission from the suppliers that the host agency works with. The amount of commission is determined between the supplier and the host agency. But what about overrides? Is the agent eligible to receive overrides as well as commissions? Or do most host agencies retain the overrides since the contract with the supplier is with them and not the travel agent directly? Wonderful question, Lisa. Some of you that might have been speaking gibberish because you're like, I had no idea these override things existed. So let me start by uh, talking about what an override is. So an override is essentially, you can think of it as like a bonus. So if a, um, they're usually given to really large agencies. So that's why probably a lot of maybe smaller agencies may not have heard of them. But if you're selling a lot of a certain product, um, you might be eligible for override. So that essentially means that they'll come up with a contract for you and say things like, all right, if you meet this sales goal, you'll get this much back, um, like 3% or 2% over extra commission or something. Um, and Maureen, I know you worked on the tour operator side. So do you have anything to add kind of on the negotiations between that? Yeah, so most of that was actually done by the host. It wasn't something that you know, an employer ICs um, that we really dealt with. So my suggestion would be definitely to go back to your host um, yes. and, and speak to them about that because they might each have different policies uh, in regards to the overrides. Yes. So with the overrides, this is definitely something that's done on a higher level. If you're part of a host agency, you won't be talking with the tour operator about this. It'll be done on the, it's done on the consortia level and it's done on the host agency. So like large yep. agencies again. Um, now for Lisa, your particular question, now that we've explained what overrides are, they're essentially bonuses um, above and beyond the base commission or the commission level that the agency is at. Your question about if the host shares that with their agents, the answer is almost universally no. Um, that's something that's worked out between the host agency and the supplier. And it's based simply on the sales of the whole network, um, which your sales are a part of, but cumulatively. So I would say that if you are an agent that has high sales, and you'll know if you're a really high salesperson for yeah. a certain product um, or a destination or something along those lines. If you're a really high salesperson, and you decide to get hosted for some reason, um, if you're negotiating a contract between the host, because sometimes hosts, when you're bringing in millions of dollars of revenue to them, they might not 
put you in that 70, 80, 90% commission box. They might um, add some different things to the deal that you can negotiate. And this again, it depends on the host agency. But if you're bringing in millions and millions of dollars of revenue, you might be able to negotiate getting a piece of an override. But again, it's going to be very, very rare. I would say that for nearly all agents, overrides are not something that are shared. Um, but it never hurts to ask if you're a super high producer. And the worst they can say is no. So we'll um, also put a link in. We have just for people that are kind of looking at budgets and trying to figure out how much they're, if they're doing a split with the host, if it makes sense, we'll put a link in to our commission plan calculator, um, which can give you a little bit more of an idea um, if you're comparing host agencies. We'll also put a link into our article just about commissions in general. It doesn't talk about overrides, but it talks about like commission levels that you can expect as an IC. So Maureen, you want to take the next one? Absolutely. So the next question is from Teresa. She asks, I need a logo. I know what I want, but I have no idea what I need, like JPEG, GIF, or file. I'm so technically challenged. I just wanted something simple and inexpensive to use on social media and promotional products. <laughs> so first off, Teresa, your brand identity is very important part of your business. Um, it really doesn't matter if it is a JPEG or a GIF, just as long as it is in uh, an image file. So you could go one of two routes when creating a logo. First, you could try a self-design tool such as Canva.com. Um, keep in mind, it will cover just the basic file types like a PNG, JNP, or a PDF. And we will include a link to canva.com in the comments for you as well. And then the other route you can go is if you're looking for a more professional look, I would suggest looking at a professional design logo. Now, they will cost you a few hundred dollars more, but they will be worth it in the end. They will provide you with uh, vector files, files like mm -hmm. EPS or AI. And what you want to do is you're going to want to make sure that you have both a high resolution and a low resolution, um, especially for your print materials. And then you do want to make sure that you ask for grayscale. And the grayscale is a black and white. And then you're also going to want to make sure you have one that has a transparent background. You will want to make sure that you use, keep with consistency and use the same kind of colors and fonts throughout um, your logos. And one of the recommendations of companies for you would be 99designs and we'll include a link into the comments for you. And then also we're gonna include a link for our HAR style guide. And this has everything you could need to know about how to create your brand identity, your logos, all that good stuff. So we'll make sure that we include that in the comments as well. Yeah. Um, a couple things on that. So um, I agree wholeheartedly. If you're technically challenged, Teresa, um, I don't know if that sounds like gibberish to you, but just like Whatever, all those things Maureen said, like that you you want it to be a transparent file, you need it in the grayscale, you need to ask for those things. Your a graphic designer, if they're a good one, will automatically send that to you. But if it's someone maybe that's newer or um, hadn't thought of it, they may not send it to you. But it's going to be really important if you're doing all your design work on your own with the logo. Um, the other thing I would say besides 99designs, which is kind of an online broker where you can people can bid on your product or your project. But I would say 
a fun thing to do and that could help your business is to reach out to find some graphic designers in your community because those are people they're very similar you know to travel advisors that they're competing against 99 designs if you choose to go local with your local graphic designer and local print shop um, chances are they can very much relate to what it's like to being a travel advisor and they may become future clients so that's something to consider as well um, and let me see if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this on the fly, but I think it might be a good idea to show them our style guide. Um, but whether or not I can do that on the fly is another thing. So hold on just a second. Maureen, I'm going to try to pop it into, um, let's see if I can do this. All right. I'm going to try to share my screen and I'm going to see if we can do this. Open in a new window. Oh, no, that's not what I wanted. Open in the browser. There we go. Okay. So, Maureen, I'm going to try to share my screen. If you can turn okay. it on. Let's see. This is a Chrome tab. And there we go. All right. Let's try it out. Oh, magical. Okay. So, this is like kind of what our style guide looks like to give you an idea. So, it, it gives you the colors of the exact colors because if you're using all sorts of different types of pink or guessing that can get messy over time so it gives you like the rgb side the the web number that you can use um they'll also design oh one thing i forgot to mention too is the vertical and the horizontal parts of your logo which is really helpful because sometimes you know a vertical logo won't fit and you need a horizontal one um and then they also kind of go over like we use myriad pro for our font and it goes over like the different types of it so that you know like when you're creating things in canva or anywhere else you know what to look up um if you don't this is just a side tip but if they are giving you a font that isn't a widely available font um, you'll want to make sure to either purchase it or download it because what happens is if you go into canva and it's not there um, you need, like for us, Myriad Pro isn't in there. So we had to buy the font files and then we upload them in there, if that makes sense. So that was a lot of information, Teresa. I, I hope it wasn't too confusing for you. Great. And then we had one more question from Blanca. I'm someone without experience in the travel industry, but eager to, eager to learn and start in this industry that I love. Can you please let me know what the best host agency is for someone like me? Price is important and finances are limited. So first off, welcome to the industry. It's an industry that obviously all of us love to be in. Um, you know, you found our site. So I would highly suggest if you haven't already done it is to complete our seven day setup. It will really help you on the path to success in opening your agency. Um, also, we have a great forum on our um, HAR 7-Day Setup Facebook group. This is such a great way for you to connect with other agents. Um, same thing, you know, they're just starting out in the industry. You'll find some experienced ones as, on there as well. And you can ask questions and everybody is so responsive and very helpful. So I would highly recommend joining both of those. And we will include links for both of those in the comments. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing was I would definitely take a look at our site and there are lots of articles on there, but there is a section where you can find out the find, you know, how to find the best host agency for you. So most importantly is do your research. There are a lot of hosts out there and we have a lot on our site and not all hosts are the same. So you will want to go through the list and kind of look at 
you know, as you're going through it, you're going to know which host is going to kind of fit your needs. So you want to make sure that you are getting what you want from a, ho a host, such as support. What kind of training do they offer? What kind of marketing materials? Um, do they have conferences that you can attend? And, you know, some of them even include mentoring programs. So these are all great things to help you get started. So take a look at that. Um, and then once you do find a couple of them, I would suggest that you actually give them a call and kind of interview them. Um, because the one that you might think is the one that is the best fit, best fit for you may not be. So definitely do your research and then give them a call and figure out which one is best. Um, and we will include some links as well as to how to find the best host, host agency for you in the comments. I know that you had mentioned that budget is critical uh, for you choosing a host. So to find a host that has the best value for your budget is important. You're going to want to make sure that within um, our link, we do have a host agency comparison chart. And this is a great tool for you to be able to go ahead and list the, the hosts that you're interested in and compare them side by side and get a better feel for each one of those. Um, and we will include that into our comments as well, just so that you have a, a place that you can go to and has all the resources and everything that is in on that particular page, page, I would definitely uh, take the time, read it all through, and click on all the links within there. It is a lot of information, but there's so many great resources in there for you. And just know that, you know what, the host agency you pick now may not be the one that you are going to stay with. There's a lot of opportunity to move and change. As you grow with your business, you're going to grow with your host or move on to a new one that now your needs are different. So just keep that in mind. There is no right or wrong decision when choosing a host. Just choose what is best for you in the moment. Yeah, I, I yeah, 100% behind that. Like it's not a failure if your first host agency yeah. wasn't a good fit. It's very common for people to kind of change their model or be like, oh, this isn't exactly what I was thinking and end up moving, especially within their first couple of years. Um, the other thing I was going to say, I had this, this is fun doing this back and forth, Maureen, because when you're talking, I'm like, oh, I remembered this, Yeah, but I didn't write it down and now I'm forgetting it. So um, let's see. Yeah. Blanca, the, the only thing else I would say with that is, is kind of as you're going on, we did another Friday 15 that talked about um, our, someone was asking, we'll put a link to it in the comments. I don't exactly remember the title of it right now, but essentially someone was asking, oh, here comes crazy Orion in the background for those of you watching <laughs> on video. Um, for So someone was essentially asking, does it mean if it's a more expensive host, it's a better host? And that yeah. is um, not the case. Uh, it depends really, again, on what you're looking for. So we'll link to that and hopefully that can offer a little bit more guidance for you um, and context to things. Absolutely. Perfect. Well, we were, we're right at 15 minutes, Maureen. We are a good team. Boom. See? Wow. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you everyone for joining us this lovely Friday afternoon. We will be back next Friday at 12 p.m. Central Time. And if you have questions, that you're wondering about. Um, we don't know the answers to everything, but we're both really good at finding answers or people that can answer it for us. So you can submit your questions at hostagencyreviews.com slash Friday15. Enjoy your weekend and we will talk with you soon. Bye everyone.
Perfect. So you can just press end stream and then 